Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. Before I jump into today's teaching, because I do have a very important teaching for you today. This is going to serve a lot of people and keep you free. But before I go there, you need to know, because I don't want you to miss, that I am inviting you to come away with me, which means we're going to come away with Jesus be the beloved and come away with him. You are invited to our rest and rebuild retreat, June 9th through the 13th in Colorado. This is our first ever inaugural one of a kind. Haven't done it before. I don't know if we'll do it again. Someone has asked that. Well, it just depends on how well received it is by you guys, but we have done this because you have asked you have been asking for a retreat experience that isn't instructor training we still want to see you all in instructor training as many of you as possible because you're called to lead others to disciple people and this is a beautiful tool to do it with is fitness and wellness I mean it is a buzz thing to do people are wanting to get well so we need you there but if you're not ready for that yet just come away with us. No tests involved. No testing involved. But here's what will happen. This is a a one-of-a-kind retreat slash conference, I want to say, because we're not just going to retreat in the sense of um, fully pull away and fully rest. We're going to rest and rebuild. So there is some learning we're going to do, some stretching, some appropriate challenge that we're going to have, but it's first going to come rest. So we want you to come. You are, you get to come and do as much or as little as you want, but our big heart is that you would not just feel better, but get better. And we're going to work that out together. This is a mind, body, soul, spirit thing we're going to do together for four days um one of a kind we're going to do coherence this is why i believe god's going to do something if you've gone on a lot of retreats gone a lot of conference you've done a lot of this and that there's something more that can happen i promise you i promise you when you just bring your the fullness of who you are into a atmosphere where movement and stillness is going to be part of the rhythm of the day. Um, I, I can't explain it more than that other than you need to learn more. So swipe up on the show notes. It is limited spots available and I absolutely have no doubt it's going to sell out. Um, and now is the time to get in. There are payment options available. We wanted to make this as accessible to you as possible. So swipe up on the show notes, go read more about rest and rebuild and what you can expect and who's it for. It's for anyone who wants to get free, (laughs) who wants to get free and stay free. We'll get you to work on setting others free because that's truly what instructors do. People that are leading others help set others free, but let's just get you free and get you to stay free. What do you say? Um, You're going to learn. It's, it's, yes, there's some goals. Yes, we're going to have you dig in but we're also are gonna have you relax receive rest the yoke is easy and light all right so go check that out swipe up and find out more out more about rest and rebuild our retreat experience for your soul spirit and body all right 
today. I'm coming to you to talk to you about binge eating. Binging. Let's just call it. Let's let's just let's not hide it. There are people that are listening to this show, this podcast that this is a history for you where you have gone through cycles of binging <laughs> too much with food or maybe restricting too little, that obsessed neglect pattern. So I'm going to read you. This is actually from you guys. We love it. I love it when you tell me what would serve you. Tell me. So um, our monthly partners, our monthly donors are back in our Facebook challenge page. Every month we have a new challenge um, and that's really where we, we do a lot of asking questions, telling us what, tell us what you need. How can we serve you better? And we, we're just growing together in this understanding of what it means to live the holistic gospel out through our bodies. And this came, this question came in and it says, hi, I'm in platoon 21. So she just finished training. Can you address binge eating disorder? I'm trying to recover from an unofficial diagnosis. So dieting or restricting my foods tends to set off binging all or nothing mentality. How do I eat then? Question mark. Using the hunger scale in the wellness revelation book is great, but then I want to lose weight and diet again, cycling on and off. Thanks for any advice. I already am finding myself falling back into Maybe I should do this program or that program. Yeah. Okay. That is from Amy. Yeah. Thank you, Amy. That is a great question. Because here's like the thing, you know, if you've struggled with this, um, first of all, there is freedom. There is freedom. And the freedom means you're standing on top of it. It's under your feet and your hands are just up in the air and we're also wise enough to know that if we, <laughs> if pride gets in there or if we lose our focus on what is the most important thing of called to follow God, to live according to his, his commands and his ways and have a heart for him, you can slip off, right? Especially when it comes to food, because food is one of those things where, um, you're every day you're exposed to it you need it and it's easy to fall in in and out of some cycles with it so first i just want to say you're not um broken (laughs) you are in need of a savior and who isn't can i get an amen everyone is in need of a savior your binging with food could be equal to someone's binging or purging with anger. Um, Your food could be someone else's uh, uh, hopelessness or depression or kind of feeling falling into shame cycles or shame loops and in and out. So I just want to, I just want to level the playing field. And I, but I also at the same time want to say that when it comes to things and habits that we do with our body, um, when our body creates a pattern and we're participating it with um, you know, it, it does, it does leave a bigger mark on us because it's not just a thought now, like a thought is one thing, but when we become, I mean, to the point of there are some people that truly do have an eating disorder where they are purging, they push the release button, which is a physical participation of bringing up what we're, tr- what our body's trying to, 
to consume or nourish ourselves with. So there's different scales of this. I realize that there are some who are truly um, wrapped up in this, and I want to encourage you to seek um, accountability and help. I really do. There's no shame in that. There is freedom for you. But I also want to say, I think this is, you're not alone. And there are people that are falling on this in some, in some way of a spectrum. Um, so uh, I'm going to share some thoughts with you. I sat with the Lord on this, some scripture and some practical things, because you know me, I want you to actually walk away and, with some practical barometer, check the oil, see how you're doing in some of these areas to help you stay free and walk free from this. Um, so first of all, I just want to acknowledge the fact that the starting and stopping cycle is definitely hard on our system. Um, so the the binging, purging, eating the all or nothing is is absolutely can be draining on our system. And again, if it becomes patterns of how you think about food, it's really coming off of what you believe about food and what you believe about your body that... I mean, if you can see it, it really is like the enemy's way of, of, of treating you like a, like a punching bag, <laughs> right? Like restrict, 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 nothing, nothing, nothing. Okay. You're now starving and you're just, you're not strong enough anyway. So then boom, boom, boom. And then we punch the other way and, and eat too much. So we have to see that this is not the will and the design of your for your life. This is not how God designed food to be for you or how your body is designed to function well under. There are times, like we've said that before, and she was mentioning some things can trigger you. Um, for some people, fasting might trigger this tendency to want to control. So we have to be prepared to know, and that's what I'm going to talk about today, get to the heart situation and then also to some practical things as well so the the binging purging the all or nothing you kind of want to see it with your body it's like driving with the gas pedal and then the brake pedal like gas pedal brake pedal uh it reminds me of when i was a kid um i had a friend my best friend when i was a kid was named susie and she had a father who he was from a, a, another country uh, a poor country. And so driving a car um, or any type of even electricity, he was very much saved. He was all about conserving money or energy or <laughs> all about it. Like he just, it was, he didn't want to be frivolous with any of the, the things that he had access to here in America. So one kind man, but just very aware that everything was costing him something and could he pay for it? Uh, and he I remember getting into the car with Susie and we would drive whenever her dad would drive, my head would literally f push forward um, and then fall back because her, her dad believed that if you put gas, like you just go, he would gas it really hard when the light was green and then release and try to coast to the next light. <laughs> and you would feel yourself slowing down and then there'd be a break and then gas, go, and then kind of coast, slow down, break. And all the while, he thought he was conserving energy as he did it, conserving gas. Now, I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe he was. Maybe you, you know, fossil fuel experts out there can tell us if he was conserving energy. But 
I would say that that is similar to what we do when we're binging and purging. It's like you're pushing a lot into the body and then brake pedal. And that's why intermittent fasting, as much as it is kind of a trend right now and something that has some benefits, you can go watch my, or go listen to the teaching on five do's and don'ts of fasting. Please just go, it's a few episodes back. Um, And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with fasting or even the intermittent fasting. It really comes down to the why are we doing what we're doing and how to stay uh, free in that. So Susie's dad, her dad thought that he was saving energy by doing it, conserving energy. And that's truly the kind of the science behind intermittent fasting. You shut your body and force it to use uh, to go into a ketosis kind of stage where you're going to use fat for fuel and you can reset. And there are benefits to fasting. So they're kind of connecting into that. But it's not meant for a lifestyle. That's not a lifestyle. The lifestyle of of gas pedal, brake pedal, gas, full throttle, brake. <laughs> We're really meant, you know, and I, was, I wrote this note that the, the best way to save energy, like the best way for thinking about that, like, okay, I'm going to drive my car, I'm going to put the gas and then I'm going to, then I'm going to coast and then I'll put the brake when I have to, and then I'll gas it really hard and I'll coast and I'll put the brake. <laughs> you know what would conserve energy more than that, than driving your car like that? Walking. <laughs> just walking. Um, and that's, I feel like this, th- what do I do about binge eating? I would truly say it's to walk in step with the spirit. You know, I had to go there when it comes to our heart and I, I'm praying God help us have a revelation, a greater revelation of what it looks like to walk with you. Walking is walking. Walking's not running. Walking's not crawling. Walking isn't sleeping. Walking is walking. And our daily rhythm to our life should feel a lot like walking. I'm moving. I'm transitioning from this meeting to this meeting or from the grocery store home for nap time. I'm walking. I'm walking. I'm keeping in step. I'm not sprinting and I'm not sitting. There there are times Um but for the most part, you're very metabolic during the day. Even if you're eating lunch, your metabolism is still burning. So maybe I just want to impart that to anyone who feels like binging, like, oh, you're just all or nothing. That isn't the lifestyle for which you were made for. You were made to walk. Originally in the garden, it says that God was walking around in the cool of the day when he said, Adam, where are you? Meaning, Adam was always with him to walk, to be with him. Adam was always meant to be with God, to walk with him, to talk with him. But Adam, where are you? Did Adam run ahead? Yes, in some way. Did Adam slam on the brakes? Yes, in some way. Because he wasn't walking with God where he was supposed to be. So my first encouragement to you is to remind you that you're made to walk. Walk this out with the Lord, a steady pace. Um, there are seasons in my life where it will train for something, where it's you got to push a little bit harder, uh, or you know, if I'm going to hike the Grand Canyon, 
Um, my, my intake of a calories are probably going to go up because I'm burning more calories because I want to go and do this adventure and that's okay. But the point is God called me to go walk into that Canyon. So I'm even walking with him. I'm with him in this higher burn season. And then there are seasons that like I am in right now, friends, where the walk is really slow, like just getting through my days right now. The Lord is so pleased and I'm burning a lot of emotional energy and calories just to sit down and record this podcast. It's a walk, a steady, faithful walk in one direction. The binge spirit, friends, it's connected to the orphan spirit. I just, I got to say it, that the, the all or nothing spirit, that all or nothing practice or habit is absolutely connected to an orphan spirit, an orphan belief system. Wouldn't an orphan do that? Um, an orphan does not know when their next meal is coming. And so they hoard as much as they can. They're not sure. They're uncertain. They're unsafe. They're, they feel unloved. They feel unprotected. And so they, they have to um, cover themselves as much as possible, take care of themselves as much as possible. So that will lead to this, this sense of, of needing to, to hoard, which we found out, as we know, when, when God fed manna to the Israelites in the desert, they were never called to hoard. They were called to take just as much as they need for the day. But our tendency is to be like, well, God might not look out for me here. God might not provide for tomorrow. I better take a little extra. And that's what, that's what binging does. It really is at the heart. I want to ask the question, what don't you believe that God will provide? If you are a binger, if you are a restrictor, what is it about God that you believe that he won't do, that he won't come through on, that he won't provide for? Because wherever God is not is fear. Because perfect love, which is God, chases off fear. And we were made for love and not for fear. It says in Romans 15, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption as sons, right? So slavery, orphans, nope, you've received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if we are children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Some days suffering looks like this. Man, I'm really anxious about my body. Okay, I'm going to breathe. I'm really anxious about feeling fat. Okay, I'm going to breathe. Holy Spirit, who do you say I am? Tell me what God has said. Connect me back to my Father. I am not an orphan. I do not have to hoard. I do not have to binge. I do not have to be afraid about how I'm going to pay this gas bill for my car. I don't have to be afraid. I am a child of God. The orphan is connected to the fear. And fear will absolutely crank up the binge purge cycle. So that's my first question to you, kind of moving into a, a couple uh, 
still working on the heart space. I want to clean out your heart. So my first question would be to you, if this is a cycle for you, um, what bitterness or what unforgiveness or what, what fear festering inside of you needs to get out? What, I got to say it, if you know me, what pimple needs to be popped? There is something inside of you that drives you to run from God instead of turning to him to walk with him. So list out all the fearful things that you carry around. The fe- Go ahead. I'm fear, I'm fear that I am going to be fat and my husband's going to leave me. I have a fear. Whatever it is, is where I say, let it rip. Let it rip. There's fear. What is the fear about your body? What are the fear messages? You, you, and, and that's also on a practical side, which I'm going to jump fully to in a second for binger, my bingers, purgers, restrictors. <coughs> um, you, you need a journal. You need a journal. You need pen and paper. You really do. Um, it's just start practicing it. Even if you wrote one sentence a day as a journaler, it will help your neuro pathways and your reasoning capacity of your prefrontal medial cortex to come online some. The limbic brain hates to think or write or be thoughtful. The limbic brain will tell you, you're a terrible writer. You suck. You can never finish journaling. Whatever. So just let's get out of the way and be like, you gotta, you gotta write it down. You gotta come to what is the fear, the orphan mentality I have about food, about my body, about my relationships. Cause in the end, that's really the food the, the physical manifestation of life is all about to foster relationship with others and God. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. So that's the first thing I want you to do is you're just going to have to let it rip. You're going to have to Get all your bitter, bitterness out, um, or, or all the fear, write it down. And listen, you might not have to do this many times. This isn't a one and done. Sometimes you've got to write it. When you find yourself back in the cycle again, go and you'd be surprised. See what happens is we go, oh, I've done that before. Doesn't do anything. Though that's a lie. It did something before. Maybe it only served you for a few days or a few hours. Do it again. Do it again. A lot of our life and as children of God is just do it again. Do it again. Say it again. Speak it again. Believe it again until something breaks. We're so impatient with the Holy Spirit. We're not good partners because Google is really faster. Facebook and Instagram is faster. It meets my need faster instead of, nope, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. The Lord's going to show up as I purge this fear mentality, this orphan thinking that's going on in me right now. And maybe you can just be in real time asking, wait, did something happen at work that is causing me to binge? Did something, did something follow me into this pantry? Did something send me here to this refrigerator? Did something send me to go stand on this scale again and count how many grams I've lost in the last four hours? So you're going to have to turn on the lights check out the fear that is there that perfect love wants to drive out the second thing 
also in the in that in the fear thing is what I would ask the question too is what do you think you deserve that God didn't give you or you know kind of back to that what do you believe about God that he's holding out on you what 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 twisted belief do you have about God and provision because I do think that has something to do with hand mouth um, this comfort food thing we don't think God is going to provide you guys I just came through that myself I'm in a season right now where I get it if you have ever like gone through some serious loss and pain, I get how people can turn to just food and comfort and you're tired, you're emotionally wiped and you're exhausted and so you eat and then you just want to eat the things that I get the binge thing. I get it, especially as it connected to heartache or heartbreak. But in the end, I had to come to, man, this has more about... It got to a point where it's like, uh, I'm not believing something about God here because I've been on this couch for too long. I've been too lethargic now. It's It's gone past the point. This this rest has moved into to, um, lethargy. Rest, I love a friend, I think it was Michelle Acker, who said, when rest turns into inertia, that's when you know it's a tipping point. Rest is meant to turn to inertia. So there's times when, we should just relax, have a cookie, <laughs> just breathe. But rest is always pointing, its compass is always towards movement, towards we got to go. We're going to get out of this place now. It was a, it was a good rest, but we got to get on with the call of our life. So if you can't do that and you see that rest is turning into lethargy, um, just being kind of sleepy, falling asleep on it, don't want to feel, want to numb out, you, you got to purge. You have to purge the fear, the, the, the suspicion of who God is and what we think he won't provide for us. So instead we're turning towards food or control of the issue. The second thing is you have to get your gratitude up, people. Get your gratitude up. Get your gratitude up. Now, that's why you really can't get your gratitude up. And I want to say this. Um, I can't be thankful for something if I feel entitled. <laughs> right? It's hard for me to feel thankful for something. Or if I'm really just kind of faking it. That's why you've got to do the purge first. Talk about binging, purging. You've got to do the purge of, man, I feel let down by God on this. Or, man, that person really hurt me. God, how come he didn't cover me? I really think in the end, we're more mad at God. <laughs> Please hear me. We're more upset. We're more hurt. To some degree, we're more hurt by God. But instead of putting it on God, we put it on people. And then we're just stuck in like this, well, we need that person to change. Or I need to become something for that person. Instead of God, um, I'm, I need you here to take this from me. I need you to tell me who I am. Grab me by the cheeks, look me in the eye, and tell me again, who do you say I am? What do you see? So I can't be thankful if, I, if, I'm, if I'm entitled. So that's why you have to <clears throat> let it rip. Get it out. It says in scripture to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. You know what you don't see inside the gates of the temple? people binging and purging. <laughs> you don't because you, you can't 
inside his gates is thanksgiving. The praise begins. The We're in the house of the Lord. I am with God. I am my beloved's. My beloved is mine. And when I have that sense of who I am, my praise is rising. My thanksgiving is rising. You don't see anyone inside those courts, inside those gates, hiding out in a corner, binging and purging. That happens outside the gates. So once you enter the gates with thanksgiving, you are now walking in the spirit. Life in peace. Walking with God closer and closer towards the holy of holies where you fall on your knees and you say, man, you're worthy, God. Worthy, worthy, worthy is the lamb that was slain. This thing that I've made it about, my body, my food, my marriage, whatever, out, God, thank you that you're better, you're more beautiful. Thank you that you're taking this and making me whole. Thank you that this isn't happening to me, it's happening for me. Thank you that you're building a ministry for me. Thank you that because I've had misery, I will have a ministry. Thank you, God, that this is, this is what it looks like for the resurrecting power of Christ to live in me. Something in me is dying instead of me running away from you and binging and purging. So get your gratitude up. Okay, so here's a practical thing. I'm going to close with this. Um, Something you can do if this is a pattern that you're falling into, a season you find yourself getting white knuckling about. Remember I did the heart thing there of you're going to have to, you're going to have to purge. You have to do your own purge of the heart with the Lord. Get it out. Fears, bitterness, unforgiveness, whatever it is that you're holding against someone who hurts you that causes you to think like an orphan and then get your gratitude up, get your Thanksgiving up. Now I actually want to go and make this practical. As I said before, a journal, writing stuff down. Do you know for um, people that are in eating disorders or any type of, of therapy, journaling is a big, big request. You, you're going to journal. You're going to write your story. You're going to write a timeline. You're going to, you, it's really getting the things that float around in your head down on paper. You got to get it down. It's a way to not only take your thought captives, but also put them on trial because there it is, black and white. Here's my, here's my charge against this lie that's coming for me. So writing it down. First thing I would say um, is, is I know food journaling is a, is a big deal. Now we do have a free uh, food journal that we encourage for our community to use. Um, you can use it, just go to our freebies page. I'll put it in the show notes and download it and use it. If that helps you to kind of just get some mental clarity around what you ate and how you're feeling. And, but for some of you that might spiral you into, I'm, I feel like the food journal is good for people that have just been, they've just been, um, neglecting just. I don't care. I just eat all the time. I eat whenever I want. I don't care anymore. Be good to awaken to like paying attention to what you eat just to see. We're not counting calories. We're just taking account. Now, if you're someone that is constantly writing stuff down, you need to stop writing it down. And all you need to do is be writing how you feel. A mood journal. How am I feeling? How am I feeling about my thighs today? How am I feeling about what I see in the mirror today? How am I feeling about what I'm craving right now? What I, how am I feeling? Like checking in with your feelings and your thoughts. 
of what you think about your body. I mean, they're, they're kind of intertwined, but our thoughts really do come off of a feeling, just so we're clear. We feel scared. We, we sense it in our body. There's a something, or we, we receive the message first in our heart, and then it makes its way to our head. Um, and and it, they, they work inner, they work cohesively and coherently together. So if you're thinking about your feelings, you can also think about what your thoughts are. So writing things down <clears throat> about how you are doing, what's your mood for the day, um, how you're feeling and what you're thinking about food, your body, God, all these things to help keep you in check. A second thing would be um, community. Community, you got to talk to someone else about this. Talk and find to someone else that you feel like, hey, I'm, <clears throat> I'm falling back in this pattern. And I want to tell you a little bit about how it looks like for me. Would you be willing to listen? I guarantee you most people want to hear it because a lot of women struggle with it themselves. And you come into community with someone that then the third part is going to help you in accountability. Or you're saying, listen, I'm giving you permission to check in on me just to see how I'm doing. From t- If you see me starting to post things on my Facebook page that look a little suspect about the things that I'm putting my eyes on, the things that I'm wanting for my body, or would you would you just let me know? Because I'm not really the best character judge for myself right now. I'm I'm just tempted. I mean, that is that's us bearing each other's burdens. That's what we're called to do in Christ. That's what we're called to do as believers for one another. So you need that community and the accountability, and then again, journaling and writing things down. Three simple things you can do to interrupt, break, and take authority over the binge purge cycle. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, binging, purging, afraid of not making the cut, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. So Lord, we thank you so much, God. Thank you for loving us, for loving us in spite and despite of what we bring to the table and how we show up to the table. Often, Lord, a little muck on our face. We've gotten lost. We're sweaty. We ran off in a sprint or we decided to just plop ourselves down and go nowhere further with you, God. So here we are returning to you in spirit soul and body with our heart with our mind with our soul and with our strength god we're asking you lord to turn and heal us just one touch from you a truth spoken to you from you and we're healed so lord jesus i bind up this obsessed neglect pattern i bind up um the spirit of confusion that tries to tell us we have to be this or have to do that or this is the trend and this is how it works god i ask for wisdom that you would teach each person their individual design for food god a celebration i pray for gratitude the the echo of gratitude the the note the the song of gratitude get higher and higher in volume inside each person who's listening that we really can say thank you for this food we're about to eat, that before we eat it, 
before we can do or say anything, that we have thank you on our tongue more than anything else, God. Teach us to be grateful people for all things. So right now, God, we just thank you. Thank you that we have relationship with you. Thank you that your word says that you abide with us and those who remain with you bear much fruit, that you want us to remain with you and bear fruit. We want to be with you, be found where you are eating, choosing, thinking, and feeling like you are, God. We want more of that. So I just break off again the spirit that we're supposed to have it all figured out or there's some formula or plan to the perfect, quote-unquote, perfect body. God, these bodies are perfect because they bend, move, twist, breathe, hug, and even push away when it's appropriate, Lord. It's a good tool. So thank you for it. I pray that many people are going to be free from a cycle today, God, that they are free free to to let it rip with you and free to be set free to set others free god we thank you for the gift of your word and the truth that does set us free we love you we love you we love you may your love become more real in us with every breath we take in jesus name amen